All right, so obviously this is a very special week. Ryan is here to share God's word with us, and uh, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Hopefully everyone got a penny when you came in. I was required and asked to give everybody a penny, and then um, when service started, I know that I saw Paul out there handing out pennies, so he was doing a great job. So if you don't have a penny, I don't know what that means, um, but pretend. But I think everybody has one. So we're excited to have Ryan come and, and share God's word with us this morning. So let's welcome Ryan as he comes, please. Ryan, come share God's word with us, man. Thanks, All right. Morning, guys. So as we walked, as we, we came into this room with three things. Uh, the first we, we, we came in, into the room is our deep desire to walk with Jesus. Like no matter what we're going through, we just have this deep desire to walk and fellowship and worship Jesus. Uh, the second thing we walked in here with a, uh, was a penny. I know you're like, yeah, it's like I'm also a part-time youth pastor, so I don't make a lot, lot of money, so I'm like, here's, here's a penny. That's all I can afford. But if you look at, um, if you look at the penny, there's something on there um, that, make, that makes it like, unique and, um, and, and, and worth something, and it's got a mark on it. So on the front, it's got like, you know, like a D or a P, or an S for Sahara, or I don't, I don't know, whatever kind of mark. But I decided to Google it one time, and if there's no mark on it, it's like you were like an instant millionaire, because it's like it was like a default or anything like that. Um, and, it, and it makes a mark of, of to make it authentic. Um, so uh, later I'm going to talk about my, uh, my friend John, but uh, my friend John, um, he, he was talking about a mark, and uh, he was a, a raging alcoholic for about 12 years, and he, 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 he got something. He, called a, he got a tattoo. And I know, I know when you guys talk about tattoos, you're like, oh, yeah, I got one. And you're like, yeah. It's, but his, his was like super special. It was an amazing tattoo. It's, it's the word kitten. And it has a, a, a little paw print next to it. Kitten. I was like, okay, that's... But, of course, he got that when he, when he was drunk. But I'll be talking about him later. So, so... Um, and the other thing we, we came, in, came in here is, uh, was, is sin. So we came in here with our deep desire to walk with Jesus. Uh, we came in here with a penny, and we came in here with sin. Um, and, and 1 John 1, 8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So if you're saying, like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, haven't, I haven't sinned at all today, like, yeah, you may not have, but you will. And so, if, and so it's like we all, we all have, and Romans 8 talks about, um, you know, life in the spirit of being, being an heir with Christ, but sin can hinder our desire to walk, walk with Jesus, to worship Jesus, and to fellowship with Jesus. And so, I'm saying, and so a lot of times this, I'm going to be talking, mainly talk about addiction. And addiction can be something that is really tough. No matter, like, like no matter what the addiction is, it's, it's, it's there. And so, and so I'm going to talk about that, about how we can get freed, freed from that. So um, let's, let's go to the, uh, to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity we come together. And Father, I pray and ask that, that your Holy Spirit would come and just dwell in this room and, um, and, and meet, meet us all in a way that we can understand and we can en enjoy your word, Father. Because w when we enjoy you, such amazing things happen. We just enjoy the, the full fellowship with you when we enjoy you, Father. So I pray and ask that, um, that, that the words that I say are, are not words from me, but they're words from you, Father. In your name, amen. So for the longest time, we've actually been believing the father of lies. And, and, and it could be, be certain secrets that, that the father's lie has given us. It could be uh, like our, our, our eating disorder. You're flirting with someone at work you should be working with, even though you know they're married. The things you look at the computer behind closed doors. 
Um, whatever it is, like, you know, look in the mirror, like, I don't like the way I look. I want to lose 10 pounds or so. And it's just all these things. It's like the father of lies saying, these are going to own you for the rest of your days. That's what the enemy says. But there is freedom in Christ. You might be saying, well, it's not an addiction. It's just a sin, you might say. But if you're constantly doing it day after day after day, yeah, it's an addiction. But uh, we're going uh, to be looking in Galatians. Um, we're going to look, look at Galatians uh, chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. But then we're going to move over to Galatians 5. We're going to camp out there for the rest of the time. Um, so in Galatians uh, chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, this is what it says. Let me ask you of this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with, hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, do you now being perfected with the flesh? So pretty much what Paul is saying is like, you foolish Galatians. Like, are you believing, do you want to believe the law and just like have all these like covenant and just live under this? Or do you want to live in, in, in freedom? And in Romans 8.10 it says, but if, if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And so, it's, so, so, so Paul is saying to the Galatians, like, you foolish Galatians, like, why are you doing this? When we, you should be, because Christ is in you, you should be living in, in freedom. You should be living in this. So we move into Galatians chapter 5. Um, so if you guys got your Bibles, feel free to uh, uh, turn, turn there. Uh, got it on your phone. Um, turn it to there. So this is, this is what it says. For freedom Christ... For, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are served from, you are served from Christ, you who will be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ, Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You are running well, who hindered you from obeying the truth. This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view than mine, and the one who's troubling you will bear the penalty whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you will not be consumed with one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you, will not, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. So in a way, it's like with Christ living in us, we are just like the foolish Galatians. They're, 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 they're living in, in the Old Testament times, you know, with the law and the covenants, and we have to, we have to do all of these, all these things. So the, the, law, the law of God was to, just to show us when we screwed up. It doesn't sanctify us. And I love verse 16. At the end of it, there's a promise. It says, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. And so, and so you know, reading this, I, I got, to, th I got to, to think of the Exodus. You guys, you guys familiar with that story? So all the Israelites are, are slaves under, under Pharaoh, and, and 
uh, you know, he's doing all these plagues, and he, and he finally sets them free. And, um, and, and in order to, you know, to, to do that, they had to, uh, they had to do a Passover. They had to kill a lamb and, and put, put blood on the, on the doorpost, and, the, and they would pass over them. And if there, wasn't, if there was blood, that they would kill the firstborn. And, and finally, they, they're like, hey, just, just, Pharaoh's like, go. Get out of here. But then when they get to the Red Sea, Pharaoh's like, what have I done? I just let all, the, I just let all my, my work go. Like, how, how are things going to get done? So he, he goes after them. And they, they get to the Red Sea, and, they, and he parts it, and they, they walk across the Red Sea. And the enemy is in hot pursuit of them. And they're in the middle of the Red Sea, and then the Red Sea crashes down on them. And we walk into freedom with that, because the, because the Red Sea crushed our enemy. And we're... And just like the Israelites. So it's not by marks, but, the, but it's the covering of Jesus. And Satan's like, I'm still going to own you. That certain, that certain thing you do at work, or that certain thing you do behind closed doors, I'm still going to own you. That's what Satan wants. That's what Satan wants to say. But, but, but I, 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 was, I, was, I, was, I love this. So it's like, we need to go to the Red Sea. We need to go to the Red Sea daily. And so you might be thinking, I was like, so it's like, like for me, it's, you know, it's like a lot of times I, I, I would struggle with, um, my addiction was, was anger, or I would find certain ways just to argue with people. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm right. Or, or you know, so someone cuts me off in traffic, I'm like, oh, just flipping the bird instead of saying, oh, hey, Jesus loves you, yeah, thanks. But I would just, I would just find that. In Romans, Romans 8, 13, it says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit... You put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And so I was like, oh, like, and so like this addiction to anger is like, oh, pff, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to die from that. But it was getting me in trouble like all the time, like constantly, it's getting me in trouble. It's like, and the more I was looking, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like, if I keep this up, this could probably put me in jail or it, eventually I'll make someone so angry because of my anger that they're, you know, they're just going to kill me. But Galatians 5.18, it's like, I don't know why, but I just love the butts of scripture. Um, and so 518, this is what it says. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Um, and so, so with this, we need, to bring God into the, we need to bring God into the fight. A lot of times we're like, oh God, like, like help us, help me do this, help me do that. And we, we go on the defense. But God's like, no, I want you to go on the offense of it. And we need to go back to the Red Sea. And the reason I say the Red Sea is like, if you look in the book of Psalms, all throughout the book of Psalms, the Red Sea was mentioned ten times. Passover line, the Passover lamb, not mentioned once. And so it, it, it was making me thinking like, okay, the, pass, uh, the, the Red Sea is, is the sign, the symbolism of freedom. Because yes, with the Passover lamb, yes, we're, we're anointed and we're covered in the blood of Jesus. But it wasn't complete until we passed through that Red Sea. In Revelation 12, Revelation 12 it says, we are, conquered him, we are conquered him by the blood and the word of our testimony. But Satan was still accusing the church in Revelation. He's still accusing us because we were covered in, in the blood of the Lamb. And so, as I mentioned earlier um, uh, with my friend John and his kitten tattoo, is he was a raging alcoholic for like 12 years. Was, he, would, uh, yeah, like he started in high school because he, he grew up in like Ohio and all that stuff. And so it's like there's just Joe Ryan and you can go to anywhere at like 3 a.m. and just, just buy some liquor. And then when he got into college, he got more freedom and he was a functioning alcoholic. Uh, eventually, you know, he'd go to work, he'd have a normal coffee, coffee cup, but he would have, like, 
brandy or something poured in because he didn't want to know because he wanted to keep that buzz and that high going. And eventually his, his family had to intervene and it's like, hey, you need to, we want you, we want you to get some help because this, this is good. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm fine. And, and then eventually he, eventually he goes, he's like, okay, yeah. So he said to Google, he's like, am I, he's like, how to know if you're an alcoholic? So he Googles it. He's like, okay, he's like, yes, yes, yes. And then they're like, yeah, you might be, you might be a, an alcoholic. So he finally goes to AA and he was wondering, he's like, this isn't, this isn't going to help me because everyone's just kind of gathering around and they're just telling stories of, of, of you know, of, of their last, the last time they got, they got drunk. And he's like, this is going to help me. And, and they're saying, it's like, hey, did you? Do you want to stay sober for the next 24 hours? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And, and so as he, as he can leave, uh, this guy named Charlie, and he, and he, he looks like, he looks like um, from the movie, the, the Big Lebowski, he, he looks like the dude. And he was just like, and he was just kind of like, oh, he's like, oh, what? He's like, he's like hey, did you, want to, you want to quit drinking for 24 hours? He's like, oh, yeah. He says, uh, do, you, uh, do you want to pray and ask God to, to come in and, and help you with that? He's like, oh, okay, I will. He says, uh, here's my number, call me. He's like, okay, that's, he's like, this is weird. So, so six o'clock, he calls Charlie. He says, uh, he's like, hey, how'd you do today? He's like, I, uh, uh, I did pretty well. I was like, hey, did you pray and ask God to, to come and help you? He's like, yeah, I prayed. He says, you want to go another 24 hours? And he's like, yeah, sure. He says, okay, pray and, ask, pray and ask God to come in and call me again at six o'clock. Went on for about three, four days. He finally, he's like, dude, Charlie, like, this isn't getting me nowhere. Like, I need help. Like, I, I don't want Charlie at six o'clock because it's like, it's like, it's going to get me nowhere. And so finally, Charlie's like, Hey, do you want to go the next 24 hours with being sober? He's like, cool, call me. He's like, and he's saying, by God's strength. And so John was teaching me this because there's two things in this with his addiction that that was helping him out. It was one, by God's strength. He's saying he's bringing God into the fight with him. And the second one was community. And so he's like, he's still kind of confused with why Charlie was still doing this. But then it was, came Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, January, February, 2006, 2007, 2008. He was bringing God into the, into the fight with him in community. He was being proactively in with this, is what he, is what he was doing. And so freedom in Christ, is, with the Galatians, like, they felt like freedom in Christ is we have to follow all his latest decrees. But, but it's, more, it's more of a glad surrender that we need to do and saying, saying God, I want you to be the Lord, Lord over my life. And so with me, it's like I still I struggled so much with with being anger um, and, and arguing, and, and 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 so like uh, for example, uh, a dating relationship I had I don't know like f- five moons ago is you know, so we'd we'd finally argue over over something, and, and she looked at me, she's like she's like I feel like we're arguing all the time. I, I don't like it. And I just I just and I was like oh well yeah it's because you're in the relationship. I, I didn't say that, but I thought it. Because it's like once a thought left, another would enter. And so, and so when I, was, when I knew, knew John at the time, he was saying, like, Ryan, like, I want you to try this. And so finally, and so I, t- I took the penny. I'm like, Lord, keep me, t- keep me this day from arguing. Keep me this day from a- being angry with my girlfriend. Because we need to go on the offense instead of the defense. And, and so we need to go, God, I need you to keep me from whatever it is because that's the Spirit's job. It's the, spirit, it's the Spirit's job to, to bring him into the fight. It's like we can't do it on our own because if we do it on our own, we're going to fail every single time. And a, a, a pretty much a, a good example would be, the, would be is, um, like my hat is off to all, to all moms. 
single moms, even my hat is hat off that, so uh, I'm babysitting for one of my friends. Uh, and and, and she, uh, she left me a, a shopping list that had like eight items on it or whatnot. Uh, and we go and, yeah, the cart was like overflowing. And, and I came home and she's like, what happened? I was like, I'm like, I'm like you don't even want to know. I had a kid crying, a kid kept throwing like fruit snacks in here and like mini wheats. I'm like, whatever, but I got your eight items. I'm going to go take a nap. And she's like, I do that 12 hours a day. You, you, you had, they had you for one hour and they owned you. I'm like, what, I'm like, what do you care? You got your eight items. But, 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 God, but God was kind of looking at that. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you got your eight items, but you're adding your, the eight items that, that I want you to have, but you're adding things into it. You're adding things in, in, with, in with the cart that don't need to be in there. Romans 13, 14 says, but, but, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions of the flesh to gratify his, to, to gratify his desires. Martin Luther says, repentance brings, brings us healing. It's, it's not just a one-time thing. It's, it's a daily thing, constantly doing this. It's a daily surrender, and that's exactly what um, Galatians 5.16 says. But if I say, walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of your heart. So it, it's, it's not rules. It's not like certain things it's like, oh, I need, I, need to, I need to go, I need to kill a lamb so I can, so, so I can you know, do all these, no, it's, it's a relationship. And so we need to be constantly, we need to come to him daily, daily. And so, and so now I'm getting to the point of the penny, you're like, okay, like, well, why, why do I have a penny here? It's, 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 it's kind of, so a penny represents one day. And so I was also kind of, you know, looking at like, you know, like new beginnings and so in Zechariah, like when, when, the ta- when the temple was, was laid waste, the Lord's like, hey, when you see, when you see the plumb line, like, don't, don't, dis- don't despise it because, because of a small beginning. And that, that's what the penny, that's, that's what, the, what the penny represents. It's, it's, it's the start of, of, of a small beginning. And so with God's strength and community, it, it's, it's going to keep me from anger. It's going to keep me from, from looking at the things I should be doing. It should be, it's going to keep me from flirting with the person at work who's married that I know I shouldn't be doing with. It's going to keep me from, from arguing. It's going to keep me, you know, from, from whatever. And so you might be thinking it's, okay, so small beginnings. So you got, you know, your Monday, your Tuesday. And it's just, it's just it's like every day, like, God, keep me this day from this. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to turn to this. And, and pennies are scary because there's so many of them. Um, but it's, 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 it's good because, it's, because that's what it takes for a small beginning. bring God into the fight with us in community. But there's something about a penny that... That I should really like. And so there's three things on the on the on the penny. Um, so you've looked at your penny. So if you look at the penny, the first thing you obviously obviously going to see is, is is Abraham Lincoln. I'm like yeah, cool. But I was like, okay, but what did Abraham Lincoln do? Well, he set the slaves free, and he wrote and signed the Emancipation. I can't say the Emancipation Proclamation thing. I can't say it. Words are hard. But it's like the, that's what that's what Abraham Lincoln did. Um, and there's a certain word on there that says liberty. And then I, I, don't about, I don't know about our country anymore, any, anymore but, but, but for us individually, it says, in God we trust. So those three things, it's like, it just symbolizes so much. It's, and, and, it's, it's, and what's funny is that it's the smallest American currency. But there's just so much power just in that penny. Because Jesus also, went, in a way, wrote our Emancipation Proclamation. And he signed it and he delivered it. And, 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 it's, and it's, it's constantly, so we need to constantly be going to the 
to the Red Sea, but, but it's like, you know, as you're going to the Red Sea, it's like the enemy, he's still going to come. No matter what we do, he's still going to come, and he's just going to come after. But we need to be constantly going back to that Red Sea, like, Jesus, pour over me, destroy the enemy that's coming after me. And one thing I do like about John is um, he, was looking at, he was looking at Romans 6, and um, it was, I don't, know if it's a, I don't know if it's a poem or like a spoken word, but it's, and, and, and he, he sent this to me um, when, I was, when I was really struggling with, with anger and, and, and all that, but it's, it's so, it's, but it's, it, 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 you could, we can have many addictions, it's like, we conquer anger, and it's like, oh cool, now it's going to be, um, this could be, this could be something else, so it's going to do that, but. I want to share with you guys this, this poem or spoken word, um, uh, uh, whatever you call it, that's based off of Romans 6. This is what it says. You say that I'm a slave, Satan? Yeah, you used to own me, tease, puppet, and control me. You promised to spoil me rotten, but it seems like rotten is all I've gotten. Far worse by your curse, not a limo, but a hearse. You had it running through my veins, always numbing my pains, but it never would sustain. But I tried and I imbibed and relied on a feeling like a junkie, needing more, getting high and then reeling. Your lies were crafty and always sounded brand new. Even though time and time again I swore I was through. It was like daily amnesia and sweet poison was your feature. Like a caged, abused beast, always promising the feast. You kept me hungry and longing for more, but you never loved me. I was only your whore. And so you fed me and misled me just enough to keep me loyal, making me think that somehow, someday, through all my inner toil, I could be freed from this inner disaster. You cruel, addicting master. Like a mistreated woman who knew no other life, I went back to the jerk, despite of all the strife. But while you were sleeping, another came knocking. And he grabbed me by, by, by life with all his crazy talking. He said that as a slave, there's only one way out of this, way, the only way was not a safe or easy route. His solution was to die. My heart pounding through my chest. I thought he came to rescue, but his answer was straight death. Then this man, like a father, smiled. He said, you'll no longer be a slave when your master finds you dead. Then he took me in his arms and laid me down in the deep spiritual suffocating. I tried to wrestle, but he would keep holding me under until I gave in. And it was necessary for this slave of sin to give up my last breath until he verified my death. It was finished. Then his holy breath filled my chest alive and I knew the curse had left. My old master had no power and it was no, no longer his hour. It was all about my king. I was rescued and redeemed. This couldn't happen on my own or by following some rules. It demanded a savior, not, not a council of fools. It required his death and mine as well. But it didn't stop there. Now I live to tell that he rose again, and so did I. He made me new. Never again will I die. My old master won't quit and still tempts me with thrill, but now I hate him because I know his intent is to kill. Now I won't go back to the patterns of my old as, as, as I am a new slave redeemed. I'm sold. I have a new master, one Christ, one Lord. Now to him I cry out when hungry, tired, or bored. You say that I'm, you say that I'm a slave? Indeed. His solely and this slave is now free, and the result will be holy. My new master is good, loving, and just. His life leads to peace if only you'll trust in his life and death and rising again. He took your place and all your sin to the cross, disarmed the enemy, 
He is the way, truth, and the life eternally. And so from one slave to another, won't you come and see my Jesus breaks chains and sets the slaves free? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have come to not only anoint us with your blood, but you've come to, to set us free and to part that Red Sea and you crush the enemy, Father. And we come to you daily, Father, to, to, to break the chain of our, our addiction, Father. Because we know that the enemy, he does, he does come time and time again, but he only brings us death. But you could bring his life, Father. So pray and ask that you continue, to, that, that we would just continue to go to you daily and say that you, Jesus, that you keep me this day from, from whatever. And that we just bring other people into the fight with us because we can't do it on our own. We need, we need you to fight for us, Father. And we love you in your name. Amen. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just feel like very strongly that the Lord is really trying to get us to see um, that there's some things that maybe we've been trying to build our lives on that are just not what he would have for us. You know, whether it be things that seem really good, like, like kind of what Ryan was sharing about some of the works that we do to try to, well, if I do this the right way, it's, and, and then, then God will do this or respond in this way or I will be able to have freedom from this. And, and really, the freedom that we experience and the things that we need are just found in Jesus. And so it's, it's so important that, that we look to him and allow him to be the source in our hearts and our lives. He's the one that can bring true freedom, both spiritually speaking and through everything else that we deal with and face in our hearts and our lives. And so, Father, we just thank you for this time. We just ask that you would help us to put our focus on you in all things and in all situations, whether they're small or big or in, anywhere in between. God, we need you to be the center of our hearts and in our lives. And when we allow you to do that, God, it's amazing the things that you bring forth. Father, there's freedom, there's love, there's peace, there's joy, there's kindness, there's goodness, there's self-control. The fruit of the Spirit just begin to flow naturally through our hearts and our lives because that fruit of the Spirit is not ours, it's yours. And it's just working through us in a very natural, God-given way. Doesn't mean we're perfect. Doesn't mean we still don't struggle. But it means that our hope is found on nothing less but you. And that's what we desire. And that's what you desire for us. And so, God, if we are in a position in our lives where we have begun to maybe build our hearts or our lives on something different, a, a relationship, a person, a bank account, a, a number of things, that, God, that we would realize that, take a moment and stop and say, you know what, Father? I need to build my life on you and who you are and what you desire for my heart and my life. And God, when we can do that, when we can allow that to take place, 
we can experience the true fullness of life that you promised us, that is available to every single one of us. So help us to do that. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, Ryan, thank you, man. Thanks for sharing God's word with us. Listen, remember a couple things. We're after service. We're all going to head over to Jason's Deli. Obviously, Ryan will be there. It'll be a great opportunity for you to have a chance to kind of talk with him um, after service as well, of course, but also at Jason's Deli. Remember, there's a lot that's going on. Uh, there's T-shirt signups, ladies' um, book club this week, and then the, the food that we're still collecting for those that need it. So there's a lot going on. Make sure that you check out those things and are aware of those, and we'll see you at Jason's Deli. I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.